0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Opening the Gates to More Listings for Estate Agents with me, Simon Gates. I'm delighted to be joined today by Miranda Menzies. Miranda, thank you very much for being here.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me. It was a nice to be asked.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I, I I definitely wanted to have you on. I think it's something we have spoken about before and I've seen you going from strength to strength over the past uh, couple of years uh, in your estate agency journey as cringy as that sounds um, so I had to have you on to, to understand more about the success you're having because you know we were just saying before we hit record it's called opening the gates to more listeners to this podcast and uh, what a perfect person to speak to who's not done this before and has been achieving some exceptional results so I just want to start by asking um, how how did it all come about how did you first get into it?
1: Um, gosh, well, it was back in the pandemic. So I've been a, I've been with the property experts now for two and a half years. Um, so previous to that, I'm ex-forces and I'd run a fitness club for 28 years, a very successful fitness club in Northamptonshire. Um, obviously pandemic broke out, so I wasn't able to teach face-to-face. Um, so I kind of retreated online as lots of instructors did to try to make um, their business run along as, as best we could. Um, And yeah, I just kind of thought, God, what else can I do? I mean, because I've done fitness for so many years, and my my pastime and my hobbies have been um, sport as well. um, I'm I'm actually got a really worn out knee joint as well, so I kind of thought, I I know I can't go on forever in fitness, and I I I personally feel like I'd taken it as high as I could take it. You know, I'd, I'd got awards, I'd had multiple people working for me, I'd run franchises i'd sold postcodes i'd built businesses up and sold them on so i kind of felt like i'd i'd got it out of the system um although late 40s um kids left home thinking well what what is there out what's out there for me now you know what excites me um so basically i i i have a buy to let portfolio albeit a small buy to let portfolio but that was the that was the connection that was the kind of um transition if you like because i was in the letting agent that managed my portfolio for me um, during the pandemic, and their phones were going crazy. They were short-staffed, and and I, they said, "Do you want a Do you want a job?" And I said, "Yeah, all right, I'll come in one day a week." I wasn't teaching face to face; I was teaching online. I wasn't really enjoying the online teaching, but anyway, I was doing it. Um, so, ended up working part time in the letting agents. They they did they did sales as well. They're independent. They live where they're obviously based where I live. Right. Um, and so, just kind of did one day a week. Um, before I knew it, I was I was going out doing market appraisals, <laughs> just like right. there you go. go, go and speak to these people. I was having conversations with people on the phone and creating opportunities um, in terms of, well, have you seen this other property? You know, yeah, it was yeah. all sp- kind of spontaneously. I was I was I think I was just there, ten pounds an hour, Saturday girl type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just like, God, I could do this. So without sounding big headed, because I'm not a big headed person, I'm a, a very humble person. Um, basically, I watched and I thought, I'd do that different. I would have spoke to them different. I would have asked that question. You know, I would have led them down this path. I would have put that thought process in their head without me really knowing. <laughs> um so, yeah, I mean, long story short, it was it was I liked working in a team because I've always been self-employed. You know, I, I like that. I like the buzz of the in, the industry. You know, I'd never seen it from that side before. I like that. Um, I think I probably always had a good business head on my shoulders anyway. So um, so obviously that's transferable skills. The person who who owned the company said, yeah, you've got a future with us. But I, you know, I don't want you to open a second office or be a partner until you've got two years experience. Um, and that wasn't good enough for me. It wasn't. It wasn't quick enough for me. I was like, well, now I'm, I'm. I'm not going to work. Not that money was a problem or an issue or a motivator, but I'm not just going to be one of your employees. I'm going to. I'm going to do this, and either, either I'm going to do it with you, or I'm going to do it without you. Yeah. So I think that then um, inspired me to kind of think, well, is there is there a way of doing it on your own? Is there a self employed model out there? Um, why do I have to sit in an office from six thirty in the morning? Sorry, from 8.30 in the morning until 6.30 at night. Why do I have to do that? Makes no sense. Um, So basically, I started to research and I found Keller Williams. I found EXP. um, I saw Hortons and I saw, at the time, Newman property experts. Um, Obviously, we're now property experts. Um, And really, the only one that would entertain me was um, the property experts because I didn't have any experience. So um, obviously I researched that and I started by literally sitting at my um, laptop and going on YouTube and, and watching estate agent videos, <laughs> just like watching loads of estate agent videos. And I'm like, right, I, I can do this. I know I can, but I, I'm not naive enough to know that I, I need support alongside me. I need to learn the industry. You know, how can I do this, but still be Still be um, doing a, a rewarding job and not having to go back to do my apprenticeship, if you like, because I thought, you know, I, I can, I can, I don't need that bit. So um, YouTube videos, I watched all of Sean's YouTube videos, obviously, because I realised that it, with his model, they do accept people. Um, they prefer experience, but they do entertain people without. So I watched all of his YouTube videos and, and, and the thing, the first thing that attracted me to it, and this is going to sound really cheesy and I don't really care, but I still stand by it was the fact that um, he, he said he was on a mission to change the face of estate agency for the better. Yeah. Um, and that was it. I was hooked. I was like, yeah, it really needs to happen. God, it does, you know, cause I mean, I, I've bought and sold houses in my time, you know, I'm no, no spring chicken. I've, I've got my own portfolio. So I've, I've, I've obviously had a lot of contact with estate agents. Um, so, and and I just thought, yeah, it, it's not great. I, I, and I think it is an easy industry. Anything customer-based um, interests me because I think it's very easy to give good customer care. And equally, it's very easy to notice when you're not getting good customer care. Yeah. Um, so I like the fact that he wanted to change it for the better. And I do. And, and I will never stop banging that drum and I would never stop, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting towards the end of my career. But had I been like 20 years earlier, I think my ambitions and my my um, goals would be a lot higher than they are now. I'm quite happy with what I'm doing and making my little impact in my area. You know, it's it 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 makes me have job satisfaction. It makes me want to get up in the morning and service the people in my community community. Um, and the word is starting to spread locally that the way forward is what we're doing. Um, and I do totally believe that what we're doing is the future of British Estate Agency. Um, you know, and I know you get that you you well, you personally obviously work with a lot of small teams, but I think that's going to be a thing of the past. I think it's going to be people like me. You don't need a high street. Um, you know, you don't need to pay bills and have people sat on chairs not doing much, or you know they don't they don't I think it's a false economy, and it's not terribly inspiring as a as a work person as well, just to be sat there thinking, well, I'm going to get paid at the end of the month. you know, I think it's going to be people who are hungry for it and go out there, you know, and they 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 graft for it, but they're there for the right reasons and because they want to do. um you know they' they're in the job for for the right reasons, basically. And, and that's basically all it needs to be. I was scared in the beginning thinking, oh my gosh, um, you know, but what if they think I can't be an estate agent? And what if what if they think I haven't sold any houses? And, you know, I never, I never lied. I was very honest from my first market appraisal, which I converted into a listing, by the way. Um, but all it is, is honesty and integrity. That's all this industry is. And if you're passionate and obviously, yes, of course you've done your comps and you've said, well, this sold for this. Mr. Vendor, this sold for this. Where do you think you sit? You know, I was doing that from the very first one. So it if you do all that and they trust you and you're a, you're an okay person, you're gonna get the list in. It's not rocket science.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I look, I've I was so engrossed in what you're saying. There's so much to like uh, break down there, um Loranda. Um so there's a few questions I just want to ask off offer uh, off the back of that. First of all, I completely agree with you on your 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 comment on um Sean's like mission of changing the industry. I truly believe that from the time I've spent with him, and and I've I've learned a lot from him over the years. I'd studied the videos he'd put out online when I was still an estate agent, and I love his thirst for learning. Like I've I've been on on in conversations with Sean where he's learned something from from me, and I'm like, wait, hang on a minute, he's got so much more life experience business experience estate agency experience but he's still open-minded to know that he can still learn things um and, and I'm very Absolutely. much that way as well and just on so when you jumped into this estate agency world and more so once you'd opened up your your own business is there anything I mean you've already touched on quite a few bits but is there anything like specifically you took from your fitness business over the years that went directly into state agency. so whilst you didn't have a state agency experience you had business experience so is there anything that you like directly took from that straight into the state agency
1: all of it apart from the press ups and the physical side of fitness
0: (laughs) I love that but you just said all of it yeah because it
1: all of it you know it's it I've been involved in mentoring in the past and any person any brand new agent for our network i mean I, I enjoyed that journey of mentoring as well i loved it i would say anybody coming to me and asking me as well i would say because they say well how have you been so successful then what's that all about you know <laughs> and i'm like well so i'm still questioning that myself but you know i would say the biggest thing for me is i know what it is to be self employed i know what it takes to be self employed and that is a that's a, a beast in itself you know and i have seen really really good agents um, that've done it for years and years and years and years um it, through um you know, corporate or whatever you want to call it over independence and they can't survive in this. And I think for me, I'm you've got to you've got to really have that hunger in your belly. you know you've got to really for me, I approached it that their failure wasn't going to be an option, you know so and and when I first launched my um business, it was a franchise. I bought my business when I left the armed forces in nineteen ninety five. It cost me 25,000 pounds. Now, I didn't have a lot of money back then. I didn't have 25,000 pounds, so I went to my bank manager and I said, Can you lend me 25,000 pounds? And he sent me away with my little business plan that was you had to write out, which I've still got. Um, and I went back and had a second interview with him and all the rest of it. And I I know now there was no way he was not going to give me that money, that 25 grand, and it took me four years to pay it off. Um, so I approached uh, my my franchise when I bought it um, with a I cannot fail I can I, I wasn't I didn't have the luxury of having family I didn't have anybody around me who could help me out so it, I was it was me it was on my own I didn't have parents to ask I didn't have families to ask um, and even if I did I probably would have been a bit too stubborn to do that so yeah, that was funny. my only option I knew I could do it um, I found something that really excited me um, and I borrowed twenty five grand from Mister Bank Manager. Um, and I paid it back with bells on <laughs> um, and, and made a very, a very good living. So I think, I, I'm, I know I'm probably going off on a tangent here. So for me, um, it's being able to be self-employed. You've got to be so self-motivated. You've got to get up in the morning. And what are you doing today? Because the early days, my phone didn't, of course it didn't ring.
0: Of course, yeah. I
1: mean, of course it didn't ring. You know, people say to me, who I've mentored, they'll say, yeah, but nobody's heard of the property experts where where I live. And I was like, well, No shit, Sherlock. No one's heard of them where I (laughs) live. It's up to you to take that. Go out there and show people in your area. I mean, I liken it to if you drive, everybody drives along their their area and they see who's got, you call it market share, who's got the most balls, who do you feel is the most dominant agent in your area? But even those agents had to start somewhere, you know? So of course they did. It wasn't just born the most popular agent. So I think for me, I get that. And I've always got that. And I get what it takes to get there. Um, and I think that's probably a huge part of my success.
0: Yeah. I th- I think the uh before I, I ever spoke to you one on one and feel like I got to know you by watching you online, and a lot of video content, which we'll come on to, it struck me how driven you were. And the fact that you I already knew this because we've spoken about it before. I didn't know this when I watched you uh, online, but the fact you've got a military background does not surprise me in the slightest because of the sheer consistency. Like you, I, you, I just think of, yeah, uh, military armed forces, you know, regimented, consistent, showing up all the time, being driven, use that word earlier. And when you said about that, um, that bank loan, it's actually reminded me of when I was 18 years old, Miranda, and I was right at the start of my estate agent's career. And I had an awful little Citroen Saxo one litre car which I needed to park around the corner from the lovely houses I was selling <laughs> and um, that I, that was my pride and joy because I'd like what I'd done like a newspaper round for years to buy that car myself yeah, yeah. which was ridiculous but the car wasn't the most reliable it didn't look great I, I needed to go and buy something a little bit more presentable considering I was selling some, some pretty nice houses that start of my career But I didn't have the money to do that and I went to my grandmother and I said, look, I, I need to borrow some money. Um, And we spoke about putting a business plan together. And I, I borrowed money from her. I can't remember the exact amount, but I'm going to say it was £2,000. And so I was putting some of my own money in and I was borrowing money from her. And she said, you can pay me back um, interest free um and I wrote a business plan I said if I sell x amount of houses I'll earn this commission Da 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 I'll pay you back in this time frame whatever it was two years or something and she read through the plan she went yeah great I'll transfer you the money well she wrote a tre- check actually so like I was learning from 18 years of age through my grandmother of like look I'll give you the money but like I'm not just doing it you're my grandson you need to prove to me that you're going to pay this money back mm-hmm. and I, I learned a lot from that and actually you do did- during that yeah. time of of buying that car and borrowing that money I qualified for a car allowance in the business I was in so got a a nice brand new car but I was still paying paying my grandmother back and um I'll never forget that and actually again uh, I'm going off a bit of a tangent now but when I went self-employed what eight nine months ago from when we're recording this again she was like well is there an, in any way can I help you um
1: oh, and I saw a picture of her on your social media the other day. Yeah, yeah. and It was, and it
0: was oh. yeah. So she was ninety-six. And and it's funny, right? Because again, I'm really going for a tangent now, but you'll like this with the fitness background. She is so mentally and physically fit for someone of ninety-six years of age, and she does fifteen minutes of exercise every day. She'll do like squats. That's why
1: she's ninety six, she yeah, still knows and- who you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. and and she she does she says I'll do my exercises and I'll say oh go on and what are your exercises and and she'll show it. and and I say to her that's why you're in the physical and mental state you are compared to so many others who get to 96 who are unfortunately not as as with it both physically and mentally and she doesn't realize and it's funny she turns up to um uh, what am I trying to say um events meeting other sort of um um pensioners who she's known over the years and she says Simon I turn up there and I feel a bit you know nervous because I've got a like a Zimmer frame sort of thing. And she's like there's there's ladies there who are 10 15 years younger than me and she's like they look older than me. <laughs> like, and she's like I can't believe it. So uh, yeah, I've I've digressed massively but I the thing you said from from the the business in 1995 it just made me think of that. So right, so so going back on something you said first market appraisal equaled first listing. Yeah. Where, where on earth did that market appraisal come from when no one knew who you were or the business that you were associated with?
1: It come from a leaflet drop on a street um, nearby. I mean, basically, I yeah, I, I did everything because when I I mean, I was I was 21 when I borrowed 25 grand. OK, and I had nobody to back me up here. So it, it was a lot on these shoulders. So I was not going to fail. We didn't have any Internet. We had no social media. OK, Um so the way I had to shout about my business in 1995 was to graft. So yeah. I'm talking door to door, in in local businesses, talking to as many people as you can. Posters in the local rag that went out once a week. You know, you pay for a one line advert, um, and yeah. So I I I did when I began as an estate agent, I did all of that, and then of course in my head I was buzzing because I'm like, and on top of that, I've got social media and we've got an internet okay so you know you can imagine so basically basically um long story short i did everything when i began and even when i got busy i I did everything from day one and i never stopped and i still am um but leaflet your answer to your question was um you know i delivered a lot of leaflets so i did knock i knocked doors that were on the market with other agents so this particular house um i was delivering leaflets down that street and i said to myself it's very uncomfortable doing it i said every house that's got a sign up whether it's for sale sold do yourself a favor Miranda and knock the door yeah. okay and that's what I did so this particular first listing was from a door knock so it'd been on the, on the market with two other agents for some time I knocked the door I introduced myself um I gave them my business card and said I'm I'm local I live in the same postcode I live just over there um and I'm just starting out I'm just starting my business um I didn't say I've never sold a house before I just said I'm just starting my yeah. business uh, lo- very long story short um I gave him my card and then he emailed me he emailed me about 10 days later wow. and he said okay um I've been thinking about our conversation on the doorstep myself and my wife would like to talk to you and that's it so um so I di- I had my first market appraisal um they wanted to go and live in France um and they they had I mean there's there is good agents in my area of course there is I'm not going to say they're all bad because that's that's not true yeah um, but they they had had a really bad job done with two agents um, um, anyway long story short it wasn't it wasn't difficult for me to say well this is what I'll do this is what I'll do this is how I think it needs to go and it was at a time when the market was really good when I look back now <laughs> I think to myself God girl anybody could have sold a house when you started. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was the the market is is not not as easy now, but obviously that's not a story anyway. Um, so it was the days where you could do an open house and you could get 33 people booking for your open house. Um, and that's basically what I did. I put it on for the same price that it was on the other agents. So I didn't take it on cheap and knock it down and then drive the price up. Didn't do that. I took it on the same price because I thought, gosh, it's worth at least that in my head. I thought it was worth at least that. So um, I took it on the same price, offers over, um, yeah long story short it was textbook it was literally textbook I presented my clients with five offers all over the asking price um, and he, he walked away with 13 and a half k more than he thought he would but he would have and that house was less than 200 grand okay so think about that percentage for a minute yeah. and and now they now live in France you know they did a video testimony for me a few weeks ago, a spontaneous one, sent it from their chateau in France, saying, just use them, you know. And I can remember the first market appraisal because we did broach the subject of have I sold a house before? And I said, no, I haven't sold a house before. Um but I need somebody like you to give me an opportunity and believe in me. It's a bit like my bank manager. I was going back to my bank manager. I was 21 again. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah. And then I got five listings in five weeks in my first five weeks. And that was what, that was the podcast that Sean invited me to do. Um, And yeah, it was a mixture of things. It was obviously leaflets. It was my social media. So when I began, um, I finished my training course on the, I don't know, I can't think, I think it might be Friday morning. I recorded my own little bio video with a big green screen here. Um, My son helped me because technology was never good because I never never had to use it for so many years in my previous business. Um, And so I I did my bio video over the weekend and I said to myself, right, I'm going to put my bio video out, say on a Sunday night, because a lot of people are on Facebook. And then I'm going to promise myself to post every single day on social media. And that's what I did literally so simplistic um but then people just started to watch they started to see they started to care um take um note of the fact that I didn't really care <laughs> you know I just got my little selfie stick it's it's you know it's quite relatable hopefully for lots of people I wasn't bothered about it being you know um major Hollywood stuff yeah. um so it was relatable it was achievable um but people got to know me I think and yeah, they got to know that
0: I, I um, said that didn't I
1: yeah you did I think you did didn't you at one of the training first trainings when we met each other yeah. um so people kind of thought oh yeah that's that woman um and I'm passionate about where I live I I'm I'm not from where I live um I'm originally from Essex um and when I left the armed forces I set up my franchise in Kettering and I'd never been to Kettering before in my life uh, and and my bank manager said well do you know about the area said no I, I i i i don't i don't know but there's people that live there and people that're going to need my services because i i know i believe it was diet and fitness when rosemary Connolly in the day was on daytime television every single day of the week doing a little mini workout i mean that kind of coverage was was gold she rolled out her franchise business in '94. I jumped on board in '95 because it so it was in its infancy, and I was quite I was on board with um, a lot of the changes that was made and influencing. This is what we need to do. We, you know, we got to class sizes of 50 plus. You know, they, their model was based on an average of 25. When I did my business plan, we took that to another level. Um, so you know, it was it was literally. Yeah, it was it was a, a prime time to be doing it. So yeah, again, I've digressed. You like you need to help me, Simon. No, I've... no, it's
0: fine. Look, I, this is why. So when I do these podcasts, is it, having conversations with a variety of different people who've got different stories to tell. And actually, I don't mind going off on a bit of a tangent. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes I might like, we might need to rein it in on certain episodes, but like the the your passion comes across. But what I'm what I'm getting from it, and when you're going back in time and you briefly touched on armed forces, you've then mentioned about never having been to Kettering and and then you went and did the the fitness business. But everything is like that drive, that passion, that determination of you're you're not going to fail um but consistency as well and when you were saying a lot of you've been saying I've just put something up on my screen which I'm going to read out to you um uh, and, and for the benefit of the listeners so this is from James Clear's weekly email uh last week and I think this sums up like everything you've said perfectly so anyone can do it once the best do it consistently anyone can order a healthy meal once anyone can get up early to work out once anyone can save more money than they earn for a month anyone can take their partner on a date once anyone can write a page anyone can focus on one thing for an hour most people can't do it consistently because they want instant gratification. They want to see the results right now. Just because the results aren't immediately visible doesn't mean they're not accumulating. Ordinary moments compound over weeks and months into extraordinary results. Consistently boring days make for extraordinary decades.
1: I love that. You know what? And if I if I had a tombstone at the end of my, at the end of my time, <laughs> there
0: but it would be. I, but, but I think that sums up perfectly. Like everything you've been saying i feel like i do like think the universe works in some crazy ways sometimes like i've read that email only on thursday we're recording this on a monday like i must have read that and it's like the universe telling me you read that in readiness of the the zoom you're recording with miranda because i i think it sums up perfectly and surely there must be days though like right in the early days and we've just said about the instant gratification but keep going in the early days before anyone was getting to know you and you perhaps weren't seeing results straight away, there must have been times when you were like, "Oh God, this is boring. This is tough. I, you know, I, I'm not going to post today. Did, did you ever have that? Do you have that now?
1: no never just, No,
0: just just continue with the process forget the outcome just keep doing the process that Sean said and it's know- what
1: I do it's what I do as much as I will get up and look at my diary and see how many valuations I've got to do or see how many viewings I've got to do as much as I will get up and I'll brush my teeth in the morning I think you've just got to that's just what that's just what we do I mean I started in May I started in May 2000, 2021 okay that's when I went on my course yeah so I kind of I started selling well I started selling houses in May I had my first payday in June July wow. I think really quick anyway I started in May but I didn't I didn't stop my fitness business okay and this is not advisable <laughs> um so I started in May I was continuing my fitness business which I'd done for 28 years and I could do st- stood on my head yeah, yeah. literally, literally. <laughs> <laughs> um and I I said to myself okay girl give this till Christmas do everything Sean's told told you to do and then you're either going to be an estate agent at the end of it or you're going to go back to Sean and you're going to say guess what Sean your model doesn't work (laughs) because I did x y I was literally that sure I'm going to give it everything because I did everything and then I added more onto it as well um you know I did a b c and then I added x y z on um and it, it was crazy for me um but yeah, I mean, I've always known consistency is key. When I was, when I had fully booked classes, fitness classes, and I had reserve lists to get into my classes. Um, I mean, literally, I'd do two classes in a night, and I'd get seventy-eight in the first one and fifty in the second one. It's crazy, and then it all come piling out. Um, you know, we were the, we are the first slimming club to offer exercise. You know, and that was our USP, and that was wow. really unique. Rosemary's diets were at the time the most up to date thing. Um, and she just launched a national magazine. Um, I was doing the fitness teaching on on television for her. I was doing the fitness workouts in the magazine, you know, so it's the Northamptonshire. It was, you know, it was, it was crazy busy. It was amazing. It was, a, I was riding, riding the crest of a wave. Yeah. But my point was, even when I was that busy, I still did my marketing three yeah. times of the year. I, knew I you still can- did it.
0: I knew I knew you were gonna say that. Like the best time to prospect is when you don't need to prospect. The best time to market
1: hundred.
0: So like I um with my business, it's still in its very early days. And I love like um meet meeting. So I was at a friend's birthday at the weekend and I had family friends come up to me going, Oh, business looks like it's going really well. So they're seeing it online. The same when I've been to conferences, but it's like, do you, it's like, do you not see what I'm doing though? I, I'm not hiding in a corner really busy and I am busy. I'm being productive. I'm putting out there so that people are seeing it, it's continuing to go on. And I do see a lot of people who seem to go missing for a few months and then reappear. And it's like, yeah. that to me says, ah, oh, I've just run out of my pipeline. I'm going again, as opposed to the consistently turning up. So yeah, I, it's a very, very boring and repetitive answer, but it's like, if you want to be different, be consistent, literally, like if you to be different to other agents, just be consistent. And you'll be different to them. One thing I just want to go back on, actually, was you mentioned about video and magazine, the fact you'd done that in the past in the the fitness world. Did that make Mm -hmm. it easier when you got yourself on video in the estate agency world? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people I'm sure you have it in the mentoring you've done where they go, Miranda, I don't want to go on video.
1: No, I know, and I feel sorry for them. I mean, that wasn't I didn't care about that to be fair i've I've taught a class with four thousand people in. um you know i've I've done the warm ups of race for Life. I've done live TV work as well right. uh, fitness fitness work. Um, <laughs> so, and when you're in when stand in front of people, I mean, i we, my classes were always a really good laugh. We had a good we had a good giggle and a good humor. You kind of it's it's just you and you you get to a point where you are just literally. You're just talking to your mate. It just yeah. happens to be a few more people in the room, you know. So, um, so yeah, I, 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 that didn't bother me. I mean, I, I think, I think um, sometimes I do get imposter syndrome with my videos because I think, well, they're not as polished, and people, people. I know some people look at them and they're like, well, I wouldn't put anything out there unless it was like this. Yeah. So it's, for me and my brand, and my my what, oh, you know, whatever, it's got to be the dogs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like okay well I just get mine out there you know so maybe they they I wouldn't say look down on me but I mean the thing is I don't really care I'm I'm actually comfortable with what I'm doing and people see it they're not my, my videos aren't always perfect but they're real they're me yeah. they're relatable so um I think I've I'm I'm just yeah I'm just comfortable with what I'm creating because everyone's still creating something you're never there are you you're never finished
0: I'm, again, on what you, was, you were saying there, I remember like right at the start of my days at home search, I was a very, very private person, didn't put stuff on social media, but it was quite clear in the B2B world an estate agency, I needed to be active on LinkedIn and be in the estate agency, Facebook's contributing, adding value to to get something in return. And yeah, I recorded a lot of raw and ready videos just in, in my office at home where I am now and just putting them out and just... Showing up consistently, and and that's that's helped o- over time. And in terms of uh cinematic high production sort of stuff, you, you've actually just made me think of um of when I started this business. So Simon Cowie, uh, who we both know, I think was probably my my first paying client, and I did a case study uh, on him at Sean's event recently. Um, and it was ridiculous the amount of success he'd had with direct mail. Um, mm-hmm. following working with me now when he trusted to work with me mm-hmm. it's still the case now I didn't even have a live website my website literally says coming soon but I've mm-hmm. been so busy in I hope adding value to my clients and helping them generate results and in turn earning revenue for myself but i've not worried about the websites i think so i've got my link tree i've got my socials upstate and yes i need to get the website sorted but i could have just in the month of march when i started go i'm not going to speak to anyone or tell anyone what i'm doing i need to make everything perfect before i speak to anyone but i i needed to get out there
1: you did and it's really funny you know at the moment i mean i i do a lot of market appraisals. sometimes i can i can do eight or ten in a week you know so i am um, i'm do- I'm speaking to a lot of people i'm sat in a lot of living rooms which is lovely. But so many people now are saying to me, I've watched your journey. Yeah, I've yeah. watched your journey in the last two right. and a half years. And and I know, you know, that they they just gonna instruct, they're not even spoken to me about my fees. And they're just like, you are so different. Yeah. Um xyz the big players where i live uh um, yeah. oh they need someone like you you need to ruffle a few feathers and, I, and i'm not i'm not saying i am and i'm not you know again blowing my own trumpet but a lot of people have said to me i've been watching your journey yeah, yeah. Um, and i think they do see, oh she's still going oh she's oh she's still going and yeah, yeah. there she is again
0: <laughs> yeah i think what you you said there as well on the when you're walking into the living room you've you've never spoken to them until they contacted you but like you said they've been watching your journey I said it makes it easier for you to convert in the living room and get a higher fee because all that work that you've been doing, that they've been observing. Whereas if, for example, you're one of three agents that they just choose from the high street, the yellow pages, whatever, and they have no prior relationship with, you're very much going in there and they're choosing on who's going to value that highest and charge the cheapest fee. But because they've got to know you over a few months, a year, two years, they're then really bought into you uh, emotionally. So yeah, I absolutely, absolutely love that. So uh, moving towards the end of the podcast now and uh, something that uh, you shared with me when we spoke recently, but uh, during your time in the estate agency, you've sold best part of the 30 million pounds worth of property. How, so how the hell have you done? Like, how are you, you've come over, you've said some of it already with the consistency, but some agents will be listening to this, I know. And they'll go, how The hell does she fit it all in? Like, how, how are you fitting all this in?
1: Well, I'm a bit of a sad to be honest. I, I got emptiness syndrome when my children left home, <laughs> um, and literally it all did coincide similar times. I've, I've got a daughter who's at university, and I've got a son who's studying in Florida. Um, and you know, I did fitness for so many years. But equally, it was a good career as a as a mum as well. So I could drop my kids off, always drop my kids off at school, always pick them up from school. I used to work a lot in between. And I used to go out in the evening and school holidays wasn't easy. But, you know, uh, when I approached this, I thought, God, I've got all the time in the world to, um, to give to it. And d- I do work seven days a week, but through choice. And you will see sometimes um, a post from my personal page, if you're friends with me personally, where... I'm going to the gym on Tuesday at 10 o'clock and I'm I'm spending quite a few hours there. And then I might be going to the spa after. So um, so at the minute it's a crest of a wave. I don't feel like I am doing too much, but I when I again me mentoring agents and talking to agents um who have got children a lot younger than mine, I say to them, I couldn't have done it. I just couldn't have done it when my kids were young. So I think it is I've got to a point in my life where um I was ready, really ready for a challenge. Yeah. Um, I was ready for something for me and something that um, I could, I could make a mark in locally, albeit a small mark. But that's that ticks my yeah. boxes, gets me out of bed in the morning. So, um, I, I, mean, I mean, when you when you say numbers to me I'm, and things like that, it means nothing to me, and it's terrible because people say to me things like. What's your pipeline looking like? Are you going to qualify for Dubai next year? Are you going again to Dubai? Have you sold enough houses? And I'm like, I have got no idea. You know, I'm literally, I don't, I don't look at it because I know work hard, provide a service, all the rest of that is a byproduct.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, goes back to what you said earlier of sort of fall in love with the process, mate. And if your clients being looked after and they're achieving extraordinary results, the byproduct outcome will be you, you'll get, you'll get looked after as well. I think something that has come across a lot when i've seen you at presentations if at, or events and then speaking to you a bit more recently in, on this podcast is your humility um because like and and how modest you are because you've said uh, earlier on you said well when you started the market was on fire so you know it was easy to sell houses bearing in mind you've come into an industry at the later stage of your career that uh, you, you've never done before so like the humility is in, incredible there um and and just what you're saying there I yeah I think it's absolutely in, incredible and I'm just looking at my uh in in my last full year in a state agency um which was 2019 the office I was in right it sold 34 million pounds worth of property that that's an office of you know a manager couple of negs a, a part-time so you,
1: Simon, i've already forgotten how much i've done how much did
0: i do 30 million. Oh, so that's you know so it's it it's incredible it's incredible results um it it really is um if you so over the last two and a half years this um going to be sort of penultimate uh question you've you've spent time with sean you had like the induction or all, all that sort of stuff but in the past two and a half years, actually, I'm going to ask two questions. So, first one: the last two and a half years, what's the? If you had to choose one, what's the best piece of advice you'd been given?
1: Oh my gosh, that's so hard. What's the best piece of advice I've been given?
0: Or if you think of the first thing that comes into your head when I ask that?
1: Oh gosh, you really got me. And that's it, very. It takes a lot to be speechless. God it takes a lot for me to be speechless. What's the best piece? I suppose know your worth. That's got to be. Yeah. has banging on. Yeah, no, know, yeah. know know your worth. And for me, that is still work in motion. That is Thanks. still work in motion. Um, and I think yeah, a lot of people do do get that. Um, but I am. I've got a few new projects. One you know about, you know, which I'm I'm actually feel now that I'm really i getting the gears in my business and I'm steering it now. So, twenty uh, twenty four for me is. Um, I'm going to definitely know my worth and I've I'm creating a, a different sort of path um, which was always going to happen I think these this last two and a half years I would say has probably been has been my apprenticeship although yeah. I've I've still made a lot of money but I, you know I like to think it has but now I kind of at a point where I, I get I really get it yeah. um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna create and carve a path where um, Miranda Menzies is happy basically and what she wants to do
0: Love that. Um, that again. That I think that's a theme that has been apparent throughout this whole conversation. Is like how focused you are. You know where you want to go, and I think that again, there's quite a lot of people, uh, in in agency who don't quite have that clear like this is where I want to go and, and knowing what it will look like. Um, the other uh, question, just to sort of uh, off the back of that, is if you had your time again, if you if you started again today. Knowing what you know now, is there anything? Is there anything you would do differently?
1: I don't think I would. I don't. I, I no, I don't. Because um, you know, this this industry is a massive roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, every day is a roller. Co- oh my goodness! The amount of days I've been going back to fitness, you would not believe. <laughs> uh, it, it, it changes at an hourly rate. Some days, but um, you know, I would say, even from the days where you lose, you lose a listing or you know, your client's not very nice to you or something falls out of bed and it was worth 30K of fees or whatever. Um, I needed that. I needed all of that because that, you know, that that will, it's an industry that, I mean, I'm used to in my old job being completely in control of this is how it's going to go. I know if I put that in place and I implement that, this is going to be my outcome. And it's, when you do it for so many years, you you, you don't even realize you're doing it. It's, it's, all, it's all goes on in, in your head and it works to plan. But with this, there's so many variables and things that are out of my control. So even though I made early choices that I think led me down a path that wasn't the best for me at that time, I needed to go down that path. I needed to, because it's, it's, it's made my armor a bit stronger and you know, you, you do need a strong, strong armor and thick skin in this industry. You can't take everything personally personally um and there's things that will happen that's completely unreasonable and completely out of your control um and you you can't lose sleep sleep over it because if you do you're in the wrong job you know and I I I have a lot of inward conversations with myself regularly about that and i take myself away from something and saying why is this affecting you so much you know this should not be affecting you that much you need to you need to stop that happening right now and move on from it so um so I don't think I would have changed anything and I hope that doesn't sound arrogant but I don't think I would have done because even the bits that, that weren't great I think helped me yeah. and they'll make me become a better agent and that's that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah and no, I, I I love that answer and I've had a couple of people say similar before where they said no I wouldn't change anything there's others who say oh yeah 100% I'd change this where they immediately knew something um, but where, again when you're saying what you're saying it made me think of the last eight or nine months for me in business and uh, a few bits where um, it's helped me learn. And I love that kind of what you said about armor and stuff. So no, very powerful. Um, Right. Last question, uh, Miranda. So uh, a tradition that has been happening on the podcast for a little while now is I have this box and it's conversation cards. So it's stolen from Stephen Bartlett's podcast. So I'm about to open this up and uh, reveal a question. I have no idea what the question is. Um, so that's what he does on his okay. podcast. The last guest asks the next guest a question without knowing who they are. So, ah. this uh, let's see. Um, okay, that's it. So, it was actually this question was asked by Baroness Karen Brady. Okay. So, another very strong uh, businesswoman in this world. <laughs> uh, so, I have to read their actual handwriting, which can be difficult. So what is the what is the most frequent piece of advice that people ask you for? And what is the answer?
1: So is this related to my job?
0: I I mean it doesn't have to be, but I feel like it sh- it should be based on what you'd said about mentoring. You must get a lot of the similar questions being asked or similar sort of advice being seeked.
1: Yeah I mean basically a lot of people have come to me particularly because I'm new to the industry and the the houses I've sold and they'll say just a really big question like what's the secret to your success you know how have you done it Um, and my answer answer would always be consistency and persistency literally you keep banging that drum enough um, and making the right sounds and noises and people will will listen but I'm like you so many people I see them and I think you look really good that's really good and then they disappear for a few months and then they come back and it's very very disjointed you've in, in business you've just got to always be there always be there
0: yeah i love that i think that's a a brilliant way to to end the podcast i knew when i asked the question i was like i'm gonna get a consistent answer for miranda it's gonna be about consistency and i I think that sums up the 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 podcast perfectly so for anyone listening uh please do review subscribe follow share like all that stuff that you're supposed to on these podcasts and i'm sure if you uh want to have a chat miranda um should be open to uh, uh to having a chat um so yeah miranda Once again, thank you very much for being an amazing guest. I really appreciate it.
1: No problem, Simon. And thank you for asking me.